Hey friends, this is Rob, and welcome to an audio companion to an essay I wrote recently called A Journey into the Heart of Listening and Binaural Recording. If you are listening to this on my podcast, Rob Morgan is a Curious Person, and you want to check out the written essay that this is originally from, you can head over to the show notes below, and I will put a link to this article that is hosted on Medium, and you can check that out, and other essays that I've written from my travels all over the world. If you are listening to this on the podcast, you may have noticed a few experimental episodes popping up without any explanation and without any talking in it. All of the titles of these episodes start with the Japanese word kiku, so consider this an explanation. Well, no, more than explanation. Consider this the backstory of my fascination with binaural recording, what that's meant for me and change the way I travel and capture memories while I'm on the road and experiencing different things. This essay is an explanation and a deep dive into the nerdy background of the audio side of these and what that's going to look like for the future of this podcast. But before we dive into this audio essay, just like the written one on Medium, I am going to be including audio samples within this. So just like any of the binaural recordings that I will be doing on this podcast in the future, it's best experienced by listening to it with the best headphones you can get your hands on. So pause it right here, go grab some headphones, throw them on, and let's dive into my essay Kiku, a journey into the heart of listening and binaural recording. The first time I heard the word kiku, I was in a coffee shop in Osaka, Japan with my friend and stage manager, Alex Perkins. We were being taught a new AeroPress brewing technique by a local barista who was explaining that the biggest mistake most people make with this coffee contraption is pressing it for too long, resulting in bitter coffee. He went on to tell us that the trick is listening for the quiet hiss of air at the end of a press that signifies that the plunger is no longer pressing your perfectly brewed coffee through the filter but air and milliseconds away from overcompressing the spent grounds resulting in extracting unwanted bitter oils. Kiku in Japanese means to listen or hear. It was around this time of my life I was becoming increasingly fascinated with the intentional practice of listening. I was on my first major tour throughout Asia and as soon as I'd step foot outside the sterilized atmosphere of Nagoya International Airport, every one of my five senses repressurized and almost immediately redlined. It only took big in Japan for three and a half seconds for me to know I was in love. Everything was new. I felt like a daytime game show contestant thrown into one of those cash wind tunnels. You know, the ones that have, it looks like someone steps into a clear tube and they're wearing goggles and all of a sudden they start dumping dollar bills in them. And then you have like a countdown timer and the, the bills are flying around and they're grabbing them like a crazy person. That was me. Each new sight, smell, conversation, taste, or experience was a dollar bill flying an inch in front of my face, begging for me to grab it, and I knew my countdown timer had already started. Without even stepping foot into my hotel, I softball pitched my bags onto the bed and immediately took to the streets. What I quickly realized was all these new sights and sounds had me on sensory overload. As we walked through the streets, my friend Gabe said, oh man, did you hear that? That's crazy. He was referring to a pachinko parlor whose doors had opened across the street, spilling its deafening roar of bells and clanking machines into the night. The truth was, 
I hadn't heard any of it. All I'd heard was the conversation we were just having as we were walking through the crowded street. I instantly knew I needed to find a way to slow my mind and increase my awareness and presence. It was later in a TED Talk by Julian Treasure that I learned what I was experiencing was called differencing. Normally, it's the only way we as humans are able to stay sane in a modern world and can do things like have conversations in public spaces. Differencing listening is when your mind discounts sounds that remain the same in order to focus on what's necessary. It's the reason you're able to fall asleep with the pink noise of a fan in the background. After a point, your mind literally doesn't register the noise. Differencing also works when it comes to background noises in public and it's helpful when you're doing something like listening to a friend tell a joke over a pint of Guinness in a crowded pub. But when you're looking to experience as much of an environment as possible, all that's required to override it is a little bit of intentionality. One practice I began to experiment with was what Treasure called the mixer. I now refer to it just as naming, but here's how it works. Wherever you are, find a comfortable spot to be still and begin to actively listen to your environment. As each unique sound enters your awareness, name it mentally and try to see how many individual sounds are making up the soundtrack of that moment. As Treasure says in his TED Talk, sound places us in space and time. So try to recognize exactly where each sound is placed in your environment. Is it behind you? Is it far away? What sounds are close to you? What's just barely noticeable off in the distance? Can you hear the sound of someone walking near you? If so, what kind of shoes do you think they're wearing? What's the ground made of? I began to experiment with this during layovers in airports in China, while sitting on the beach in Bali, while on a ferry in Scotland, or while enjoying a liter of polyaner in a beer garden in Germany. What started as a quick way for me to notice and appreciate my external environment began to have powerful internal benefits as well. Turns out this exercise is actually a form of mindfulness meditation that's been practiced for centuries. Because of this, what I began to realize was that I found that it centered me in a way that made me even more present throughout the rest of my day. It became my own version of meditation. If the world was a cash wind tunnel, I was Marv from Home Alone 2's Sticky Bandits. Moments didn't stand a chance slipping through my tape-covered fingers. The effects of this goofy little experiment were so incredibly profound and practical that even if I did it only for a short amount of time, it was as if I discovered some sort of mental hack resulting in a state of hyper-focus and presence, so much so that I began doing a version of it in the middle of our arena shows. If there was a moment I wasn't playing, instead of spacing out or thinking about what I was going to eat after the show, I'd pop out my in-ear monitors, close my eyes, and listen. One particular moment I'll never forget was playing in the rain at the base of Mount Fuji in Japan. The sound of drops of water hitting the clear plastic tarp above me, the squeak of the kick pedal right next to me before making contact with the drum head. Rain falling on 10,000 plus people making its way in between fingers as they clapped with soaking wet hands is a sound completely unique unto itself and is surreal to say the least. As international travel became a regular part of my life, I began to wish there was a way I could record some of these moments so I could revisit them in the future or share some of these environments with others. I experimented with recording video, but I realized that pulling out a camera would not only take me out of the moment, but also possibly change the environment around me. Recording in a public space is not unlike quantum theory's observer effect. The theory states that the mere observation of a phenomenon inevitably changes the phenomenon 
phenomenon. And anyone who's gotten the stink eye from a stranger while recording a video in public knows exactly what I'm talking about. Screw that. What I needed was to be able to blend discreetly into my surroundings. Well, as much as a 6'6 dude wearing all black is normally able to blend into their surroundings. Instead, I began to pull out the voice memos app on my iPhone and hitting record. The stealth and lack of carrying any extra equipment was enticing, but the audio quality was poor. Here's an example of ambient audio that I recorded while drinking coffee and eating beignets while at Cafe du Monde in New Orleans, Louisiana. This is just recorded using my iPhone and opening up the voice memos app that's built in. And by the way, if you're ever using your phone to record something, make sure to throw it on airplane mode before you do so you don't later find out that you were dealing with weird glitchy cell phone interference while recording. When I started my podcast, Rob Morgan is a Curious Person, in 2017, I began traveling with a Shure MV88 microphone that plugs right into your iPhone via the lightning port. It's super small, convenient, and it's literally always with me nowadays. With its easy-to-use app that allows you to customize the microphone's cardioid pattern and a multitude of other customizable recording settings, the audio quality is shockingly high quality. It's found a permanent spot in my travel bag, and I've even recorded multiple full episodes using it while on the road. If you have been following along with the daily Guinness episodes, all of the ones that were recorded while I was in Germany last year were recorded using this microphone. As far as ambient audio goes, here's an example of an ambient audio clip that I recorded with my iPhone and the Shure MV88 microphone and a mid-side recording pattern. This was recorded with my wife Sarah at another cafe, this time in Delft, Netherlands. This cafe sits in the shadows of the old church, or old kirk as I believe they call it there. It was one of the most perfect gray rainy days. See if you can notice just by the audio that the ground is wet. Oh, the gang, he was going to be this time. 
Although I was capturing pristine HD stereo audio with this, I still had a problem. When you listen back to this with headphones like you are right now, it lacks the characteristics of what it actually sounds like being there. This is due to something called head-related transfer function, something also known as the anatomical transfer function. HRTF is an auditory response that characterizes how your ear receives sound waves from specific points in space. Put simply, something makes a sound, those sound waves race towards your head, but on their way, they're bouncing off surfaces all around us, like the walls and floors and people and small dogs around us. The sound slaps into your head in a precisely unique way, wraps around and over the top. It plays off of the shape of your ears before ricocheting down your ear canals. 
here's a good example. Say you're at a pub enjoying a pint of proper and some guy at the bar to your right is complaining that they only serve like 10 different types of IPAs here instead of his normal 15 varietals that he's used to back in the States. Plug your right ear and you'll still hear the sound of his hazy versus juicy exposition in your left ear. That's because small portions of a sweaty voice are wrapping around your head and even more still are bouncing off the wall and to the people on your left. Head related transfer function is simply the fact that you were born with ears, you've been using them your entire life, and you know on even a subconscious level what things are supposed to sound like as they hit your ears. And it's not the same as when sound waves hit a microphone. Enter binaural recording. Binaural is a recording method that allows you, the listener, when wearing quality headphones to feel like you're actually standing where the audio was recorded. It's accomplished by using two separate mono omnidirectional microphones similar to uh, lavalier microphones or if you watch someone talk on stage and they have that microphone that's clipped to their shirt. But those, instead of being clipped to someone's shirt to record their talking, you take two of them and each of them are placed inside the ear canal. Some professionals for recording live music and field recordings use a dummy head with artificial silicone ears that house microphones inside them instead of having to put the microphones in their own ears hard pass the last thing i need is to be traveling with what looks like the sawed off head of a chucky doll in my carry-on luggage as I became increasingly more curious about the ways I could capture and share binaural audio environments, I discovered the work of writer, photographer, and walker Craig Maud, who's since become a virtual creative mentor of mine and a massive inspiration when it comes to all things experiencing, capturing, and sharing. In April of 2019, Craig released a podcast called SW945, or A Walk in Japan. He now lives in Japan and goes on these incredible walks. Uh, and by walks, I really mean long distance hikes throughout the rural countryside of Japan. And he is beautifully articulate in conveying the stories of his experience through audio and photographs. The idea behind SW945 is that every day, wherever he is at his journey at 945 in the morning, he pauses and records 15 minutes of binaural audio wherever he may be coffee shops, in front of shrines, pachinko parlors, bowling alleys, and even on the sides of country lanes listening to frogs in rice paddies are just a few examples of his audio journal. It is gorgeous, and I've enjoyed it so much, it inspired me to start experimenting with my own curious version here on the podcast, and here is how. First of all, the audio is brilliantly captured, so much so I reached out to Craig to ask what gear he uses. The microphones are made by a company in Germany called Soundman, who has generously agreed to partner with my podcast for these experience. Craig then records directly into a Sony high-def recorder, but with the goal of continuing to travel as light and as inconspicuous as possible, I've decided to use a splitter into a Rode Dual TRRS input right into the lightning port of my iPhone. If you want pictures and links to all this information and gear, click the link in the show notes below and that will take you to the essay with all of those. Anyways, when I put these small black microphones in my ears, they look like I just have headphones in and running straight into my iPhone is the perfect disguise as I just look like just another person sitting around listening to music. Once I put them in and hit record, I even almost forget that they're in there. I am able to honor my environment by being present without forcing my normally obtrusive desire to record on those around me. And the best part is it forces me to slow down and be present wherever I am.
Naming then just happens even more naturally as I listen to the sounds I'm capturing. My first experiment trying this out was a few days ago near my home in South Minneapolis. For those of you that don't know, I live a block away from where George Floyd was murdered at the hands of a Minneapolis police officer just a few weeks ago, making international news and sparking protests all throughout the U.S. For the past couple weeks, the corner of 38th and Chicago in South Minneapolis has been ground zero for Minneapolis protests, and now even weeks later, continues to be an emotional memorial site with thousands of people driving in each day to visit. Even as I wrote this essay with the windows open, I could hear helicopters flying overhead and a crowd chanting, I can't breathe, just down the street. When it first happened, I was looking for a way to document what this neighborhood feels like for those who are curious, Uh, but at first the crowds of people tastelessly taking selfies by the murals and like nonstop Instagram live streaming as every other person seems to be giving a monologue to the palm of their hand has left a bad taste in my mouth and subsequently inspired me to leave my camera at home when visiting that intersection. I'd rather just listen. So that's where this last and final ambient audio clip comes into play. As I step into the middle of this blocked off intersection, a circle of flowers 40 feet in diameter lies directly at my feet. I put the microphones in my ear, hit record, and listen. It's 9.46 a.m. It is only as I type this now that I realize the unintentional full circle irony that my first recording has taken place during Craig Mod's signature time of day. It's early, but there's already a few hundred people at the memorial. A garbage truck empties a dumpster in the distance along with a couple food trucks showing up to donate free meals to hungry memorial goers. About halfway through recording this, a group of five people begin to ring bells and blow into ram's horns, and as I move closer to hear better, I'm not sure what it is, but the sound of the chanting makes me think that it's a spiritual group of some sort. I'm not sure what the future holds for this experiment or uh, the future episodes. I have no game plan uh, of a regularity of posting these kinds of episodes. We are still in the middle of a pandemic, and all my travel plans for the rest of the year have been canceled. I'm not sure where these will take place, nor do I have any plans for the regularity of releasing tracks, but what I do know is that genuine, unbiased listening is at the core of curiosity, and if what's been happening in our country over the past few weeks has taught me anything, it's that listening is a skill that could use some practice within all of us.
Thank mm-hmm. you. 